Right, and we are live. How's it going, everybody? My name. Welcome back. I was about to go PewDiePie. I was like, my name is PewDiePie. That's by where my mind was for a second. But anyway, I'm not PewDiePie, but welcome back to Odin's movie vlog. I am the critic who is a cynic, and welcome to another Chosen of Valhalla live stream where we have a full house today full of amazing people. I've also got the pups with me as well. River is on the big bed laying, cuddling with her bone as Willow is working on hers. Willow, if you don't know, she never lets her belly touch the ground, and it's the funniest thing because her hips are basically pointed at the ceiling at all times. So thank you, everyone, for joining us today. I'll shout out some people in the chat because I know we'll be having a lot to talk about today. And so let me just shout out. So Rosetta Allen is in the chat. Mr. Roy is in the chat. Andrew Hoyle, member on the channel, is in the chat. You, Gmagus76, Force Ghost, Jeremy, Tina B, of course, is in the chat as well. Uh, Zikayman in the chat as well. Force Ghost, Jeremy, or as I like to say, Force Ghost, Ginevra. Uh, going back to the proper Jenny days. We also have the Honker Chunker Funker Monkey in the chat. What's going on, Honker Chunker Funky? Hope you're feeling okay, man. Uh, Nathan Slay is here as well. Stephanie B. How's it going, Stephanie B., my general? You're awesome. Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father. Happy Sunday. Blessed 13th Sunday after Pentecost for all of my fellow Latin Mass people out there. Uh, and let's see. Anyone else? Nathan Slay, I think I got already. And Demogenai, Soul Assassin. Boom! Perfect. So, hey, let me get Huh? 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 I was just saying hi to all of them as you finish. Oh, hello, hello. I'm being friendly. Good, good. That's a good thing. All right. Thanosos Felicitas coming in at the last minute as well. So, let me go ahead and introduce the chosen of Valhalla for this month. So, we'll just go down the, go round the horn, I guess. And so, first off, Mr. Roy. Mr. Roy, how are you doing, good sir? I'm doing a lot better. A lot better? Uh, okay. I, yeah. Yeah, I had to run from um, Hurricane War. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm currently um, talking from the hotel room. Hopefully, the noise, background noise, isn't too bad. <laughs> so far, I'm not hearing much of anything. But yeah, that's I, for- I forgot that you were in that part of the country. So, do you know you're in a hotel? Was your is your house okay? Yeah, it's fine. Um, okay, the storm stayed um, east of us, so mm. it mostly damaged most of Louisiana. It did damage a little bit of Orange County, but not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't miss that at all. I mean, I, you know, as you all know, I'm from New Orleans, and hurricanes were just every year there was something going on. And what I hate are the people that predict, quote unquote, predict where the storms are going because they always get it wrong. Like almost every time it's okay. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's all the way over in Texas. And then by the time it gets there, oh, it's hitting Louisiana. Or even better, it's going to Texas. Oh, wait, it's just hit florida and that's just like it just drives me crazy so but i'm glad to hear that you're okay and i'm hoping uh family and friends are okay as well yeah for the most part i mean um it, i do know some people are louisiana that lost pretty much everything so it, oh wow it, it's, it's, oh uh, no yeah i mean it hit as a category four and just as someone who saw a tropical storm hit the coast of Louisiana ones, and it gave 10 feet of water because of storm surge uh, to people living on the coast. So it's just, it's one of those things, I don't miss that at all about New Orleans culture, because in New Orleans, you have these things called hurricane parties, and they've always just made me angry, because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, let's celebrate and have fun and get drunk while people's houses are getting destroyed. I'm like, no, thank you. Yep. That's, that's not me, because it comes from a good tradition, which was, Hey, the power is out. We need to get rid of all the things in the fridge. So let's have people over and cook things that are going to go bad. Okay, that makes sense to me, right? In the aftermath, trying to stay positive. But now it's become this, oh, let's party before, during, and after the storm. 
Uh, I, I've never liked that, especially when they yeah. go back on me like Facebook and are like, yeah, I can't get into the grocery store or anything or get anything. It was like, you just ate everything yesterday. I mean, what the hell? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The meme, the meme that always frustrated me was it was a plastic chair and it's knocked over on the ground and people would say, you know, you know, tropical storm Isaac or this or that kind of like it's a mocking of, oh, it was nothing. And I'm thinking, yeah, maybe for you, but for other people, it was devastating. And but yeah, I could go off on tangents for days about the culture down there, but I'm glad to hear you're OK, Mr. Roy. Everything else, though, other than the storm has been going well for you. That's been going well. I, um, I did catch COVID. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Do you realize, I did the math on this, Mr. Roy, do you realize that you are a part of the 1.8% of the U.S. population that's actually gotten it? Yeah, it's not bad. I, I think the flu's worse. <laughs> well, that's a, that's uh, just the crazy thing, right? I was doing the math on it, and I was like, not a lot of people have actually gotten it population-wise. But So you were okay through it all? Is, you know, coughing? Yeah, it, or... it, it, you just lay around for four days, and after that, you're fine. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, and then my you have to quarantine it. for two weeks, and you know that's the worst yeah. part. <laughs> yeah, the worst. Well, the worst part. My mom got it from me. Ah, oh, no. Oh, and, and she ended up being fine too. I mean, it mm. only affects a really small population of people that can actually die from it. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, you just you just get sick and you feel it feels like a light flu for mm. like four days, and after that, you're fine. Mm. Wow. Yeah, because I know that the CDC just released new statistics, and they said that basically only 6% of the deaths have been only COVID, and every other, like the 94% of the rest, people had on average 2.6 other illnesses at the same time as COVID. And so I'm like, okay, something's not quite the right to hear. But of course, I'm also not a doctor, so I I can't say. I can't say one way or the other, because I am not a doctor. I hate to call a little BS on some of this social distancing stuff. I tried. I did all the stuff they say to do, and yeah. I still got it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that you can do everything that they – I mean, think about it in general, right? You, you wash your hands. You take care of yourself. People still get sick. Even germaphobes still get sick. So it's just like – it's something that you can't completely get – you know, you can't completely – uh, li- eliminate the chance of getting something to zero. There's always going to be a chance. And it's just crazy. But I'm glad to hear you're doing better, Mr. Roy. And I'm glad to hear that you're safe and that you're feeling healthy and strong. I was, I was glad I didn't have COVID while evacuating. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can only- oh, my God. Because then you would have had to be going to a special look. You probably would have had to go to like a special hospital and <laughs> like they yeah, would have. Yeah, hotels flat out. If you're even sick, they won't let you in. <laughs> wow. Oh. that's just that's insane well i'm glad to hear you're doing better though and thank you once again for joining us on the chosen panel it's always great to have you here good sir thank you. all right coming up next we've got rosetta allen who has been doing a lot of work has been a very very busy bee doing tons of projects so rosetta allen how are you doing well i mean you talk about being displaced from storms this isn't exactly where i normally am <laughs> Because of that stupid storm three weeks ago that hit the Midwest, the city mm. it hit the worst at the highest strength was where I live. Oh my goodness! Yeah, didn't and wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's still parts of the city that have no power and stuff. They're almost two weeks behind being able to just get the rubble out now because they keep finding more damage all over the city. Oh wow! Isn't that the area where? Because I want to say someone in the chat had mentioned that too, where there were like sixty mile an hour winds or something. Oh, no, no. 60's mild. Um, when it hit my city, it was clocked and sustained at almost uh, right under 100 and had gusts 
hit 127 before they broke the wind machines. Oh my goodness! So, so they have um, no idea I, how strong the winds were. Wow, Lord, no. Um, I actually have a little video I pinned on my tweets recently that finally got put up from it, and I time stamped it, and it's my pinned tweet right now, and. You can literally just watch the core of the storm hit the city, and you can just see the whole wind just go sideways and just start breaking down these massive old trees all at the same time and pushing cars. Wow. Wow. And it was like that for quite a while. It's just crazy to think that storms, you know, we're used to seeing that kind of strength from storms that have, you know, time in the Gulf and can, you know, get really strong. Not as much when it's just coming, that's coming across the country, unless it's, you know, just a, tor- you know, a tornado or so. Mm-hmm. But for a storm to have that, I mean, that's just crazy well, i'm glad to hear that you're okay this, this it was the equivalent of a massive high category hurricane mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of tornadoes and torrential rain hitting an area that's not designed for it and they're saying not counting trees that are broken and missing most of the limbs but can live the just the trees that are completely dead is over 70 percent of the tree coverage of the city is completely gone oh no oh wow and there's whole forest areas near the city that are completely destroyed with only a few trees left. Wow, that's so, just that's cra- and I'm and I'm yes. I'm assuming because I've never I've never been there, but I'm assuming it's an area known for its tree coverage and for natural beauty. I'm assuming. Well, the the edge of Iowa, there where I was living, is where it meets all of the Illinois and Wisconsin bluffs and all that, and it's mm-hmm. near the Mississippi along the Cedar river. So this is where most of the woods and the parks and stuff in the state exists outside oh. of the farms. So it just looking at it was like surreal because I was out doing my photography drives and hikes mm-hmm. and kind of had this, um, you know, that voice that we're not supposed to ignore. Yes. <laughs> Telling me to head home early. And I got home, was there for a few minutes getting stuff set up in the house before the storm went off system went off and we were part way down into the basement when the power cut out just moving down with the cats and literally barely hit the basement when you you feel the house shake in a boom because neighbor's tree had broken and hit his house and landed wedged between the two. Oh my goodness so um yeah it was crazy it was and it was surreal going driving around seeing all the pristine houses and mm-hmm. those trees and the sunshine and stuff and then come home and that hits that fast and leave right after to see what happened and everything's destroyed wow yeah i mean it's one of those things you know it's just surreal yeah you know you you expect that kind of thing when you have like you know hurricanes on the south but for a storm that passes through one that you really can't prepare that much for like it was hurricanes you have lots of time to prepare for it but for something like this you know it just happens so quickly and the damage is so lasting it's just yeah, it's 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 crazy. So I'm glad to hear though. Uh, did, did y'all's house have any major damage to it? My house is the house is fine. Okay. Other than the little gutter damage. Okay. Um, we have to redo part of the driveway. The tree that was next to it hit so hard it actually dro- drilled holes into it from the wood. Oh my goodness! Into the concrete from the wind pressure. Yeah. Um, I basically have no privacy fence or backyard left. Everything got just crushed by several <sighs> trees. So. Um, <laughs> Lord. But the house itself is okay. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, you know, you know, <laughs> I feel bad for the damage for sure. But you know, it's one of those things too where you're like, I'd rather <laughs> the fence be gone than there be a giant hole in my house because, you know, you know, especially when you look into insurance yeah. and pricing, it's just <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where you really have to find the bright side. You know, having lived through hurricanes, it's like 
gotta find some bright spot. So at least the house. I'm glad to hear the house is okay, I'm but I'm sorry that in everything the mountains else. working on my artwork, yeah. and my husband's taking care of the house for me. So I mean, there's a positive there. He's doing all this for me and helping take care of it. So I don't have to put my health in danger with my breathing mm. issues and stuff in the mold and all that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just sitting here doing artwork in the mountains. It's a lot better place than I could have been considering what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Well, God bless hubby. God bless hubby. <laughs> He's a sweetie. Absolutely. <laughs> or is that a thank you also for being here once again on the Chosen Stream? <laughs> All right. And now we move on to Zikayman. Zikayman, how are you doing, good sir? Doing pretty good. What you been Just up keep to? Myself busy. <laughs> How you? Been... That's right. You you were saying before the stream that you had an all night shift. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, I uh, work four ten hour shifts every week. Mm-hmm. And then on on top of that, seeing with my music album coming out this Friday, I've mm. been trying to get everything together with it, and so that's been pretty much back and forth between those two. Been taking up a lot of my time. Wow, and then also with the craziness going around here, mm. uh, pretty much after the album comes out, I'm going to actually start looking for a new place to live. Okay, uh, statewide or uh, like like looking for a different state, different city. Uh, it definitely be a different city, no matter what. But okay. I'm gearing more towards just getting out of the state completely. Oh Lord, because I say, yeah, what what area are you in again? I am, uh, I'm in uh, Portland right now. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I think, I think everyone so here could, could understand why you would want to be possibly looking to get out of the state. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. You're That's... in our prayers. Yeah. But yeah, there's the K-Man's here, though. I mean, he was working all night. He got off at, he said, seven in the morning, which is 7 a.m. over like, like West Coast time. And he's now on the stream. So, yeah, he's running on no sleep, and he's still here. So I need to give a special shout-out and kudos to the K-Man for, for showing up, man. Uh, I'll sleep when I'm dead, so it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of time to sleep then. For now, I've got to live. But... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the, but thank you, man. Thank you for so much for, for staying awake and, uh, and being here for it. Obviously, you know, in, in a little bit, we'll, we'll of course – try and send people to where they can support your album coming out and, and to, to give that some love and some shouts for sure. Appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Next up, we have the Empress of the universe. We have one of the Valkyries. We have someone who has been with me now for almost two years. It's amazing mm-hmm. to think it's been that long, but she is of course the amazing Tina. Tina, how's it going? I am doing well. Thank you. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, Kalispera. That's good morning in Greek. See, I'm learning something. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. That's impressive. I would never be able to do that because it's all Greek to me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, really wow. <laughs> but uh, I'm doing well. I just watched a Clownfish TV video. Uh, <laughs> they were covering the cover story 
of the National Enquirer, which is saying Hollywood is going bust. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, some Stranger Things kid is now selling pizzas and Tom Cruise doesn't know when he'll get another job and Morgan Freeman is quote unquote worried and Emma Stone is having to delay her wedding and I'm like, let me play my tiny violin for all of you. <laughs> This year, I, this year, I'll only have $10 million in the bank instead of, you know, $15 million. What will I ever do? Exactly. exactly. And, oh, this was – I'll just bring this up real quick. The director of Doctor Strange, who I had never seen this dude before, but mm. once they showed a picture of him, he looks like another version of Alex Kurtzman, which oh, immediately means I have to draw a big X through him. <laughs> uh, he posted – um, Clownfish said he posted on his personal Twitter, <laughs> do not go to see Tenet. Don't go see anything. Oh, that's the guy. Okay, I didn't know who that was at first, but okay, so that's a director for... Yeah. Okay. I don't know if he's the current director for Doctor Strange 2 or, or if he was the director on the first one. Okay. But anyway, like I said, they showed his picture. He had a beard and I was like, he looks like Alex Kurtzman. Yes, Nathan Slay is right. Yes, Scott Derrickson. Well, okay. Scott Derrickson can kiss my shiny metal ass, as uh, <laughs> Bender used to say on Futurama. It's like I, I don't plan. I don't plan to go to the movies anyway. It doesn't have to do with COVID. It's just there's nothing of interest to me. Mm. But having some little jerk director tell me what I'm supposed to do? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, and in fact, I I, I retweeted that so. same tweet because I was like, yeah, wh- wh- yeah, Scott Derrickson, yeah, he says, don't go see Tenet or any other movie in a theater. There, I said it. Oh, so brave of you. And then he adds on, <laughs> and then he adds on at the end, speaking to my fellow Americans, of course. Ah, okay. So you know, even though there's other areas of the world where you have just as many cases, if not more, they can go. But oh, not us Americans. Tisk tisk. Don't see Tenet. I'm actually kind of surprised that he would say something like that as a director in Hollywood because that can get – I mean, let me just put it this way. I don't know how much power Christopher Nolan has in Hollywood, but for someone to say don't go see a Nolan movie and don't go see it in theaters, regardless of whatever the power that Nolan has, he's got to be on Nolan's crap list now. Like there's just there's just no doubt about yeah. it. Like this dude just is now trying to scare people from giving money to this project, which is always a passion project because Nolan doesn't do frivolous things. He spends years working on these things to try and make it the best thing possible. And Scott Derrickson, who's made one memorable film so far, apparently, thinks, oh, I'm going to tell people what to do. Well, screw you, well, Scotty. I, I guess I could have, if he had said, hey, folks, don't go to the movies period i i'm concerned about you even if it was if it's fake concern yeah but you're going to name tenant out mm-hmm. first not don't go see bill and ted don't mm-hmm. go see unhinged but don't go see tenant yeah yeah he's 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 so oh i'm i'm sure he's very jealous it's like well why is christopher nolan tell everybody he, he wants his movie released at the age <laughs> <laughs> So. I'm, I'm surprised if he was really brave, he would have said, don't go see New Mutants because that film doesn't exist anywhere. <laughs> now, that would be something I would be like, OK, kudos to you, Scott, because I don't think that film exists. But of course, now, of course, I know it does somehow. But. <laughs> oh, Lordy. 
Oh my gosh. I I don't know. Yeah, that was one thing they brought up on Clownfish. Why did they release New Mutants to theaters and not go to streaming? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of speculating that there was something contractually mm-hmm. that said New Mutants has to be released in a theater and Disney couldn't get around that. Yeah, I, I remember hearing that. Apparently it was a part of the deal with Fox that all the remaining Fox properties had to be released in, in theaters. Uh, obviously, I, I don't have any documents in front of me or I don't have any sources to tell me one way or the other. But, you know, right. for me, it's just kind of weird because if you're buying the asset of Fox and you're able to drop the name of Fox, I don't think they would care one way or the other whether or not the movie, because here's the other thing, too. I saw finally a movie, brand new film, that for the first time had 20th Century Studios as the logo and not 20th Century Fox. And as soon as I saw that, I, I like I died on the little on the inside because they still had the fanfare and everything. But instead of it saying Fox, it was just literally it's the same design. Only now instead of Fox, it's Studios, Century Studios. That uh, to me as a movie buff, that mm. breaks my heart. Yeah, knowing yeah. the as the history of Fox Studios and the ups and downs that they had through their history. The only thing I can say is if releasing the crap movies that Fox put out there, if releasing (laughs) that helps sink Disney even more, I'm all for it. I totally, I totally hear you on that one. And yeah, I mean, and yeah, hashtag duck Disney, but I actually, yeah, but I was going to say, you know, that would make sense to me. The the other thing that I've read is that it actually had to do all with financials because this is the first major, I guess, quote unquote, major Disney release that's being put out there. And so it's them saying, OK, we have not much to lose with this one because, you know, Fox already paid for it and already produced it. Um, and so we don't have to do that much as far as marketing is concerned. So let's just put it out there right. and see what happens versus right. – Oh, like, you know, versus, you know, let's put Mulan out there and take a risk of losing, you know, hundreds of millions, which they might already do because they're already taking a risk with the whole $30 on Disney Plus and then announcing, oh, if you just wait two months or so, you can get it for free on Disney Plus. It's just like, I don't know how that's going to work financially, but... We'll have to wait and see. I don't even know. And Laura, if you do ask ask about trailers, ask me about Mulan because I saw another one last night and I was like, she must be taking lessons from Brie Larson. <laughs> oh, Lord. And you know, here's the thing. I don't think it's that. I just think she's green. She hasn't been in anything prior to this, I don't think. So for me, that's what that's the that's the bizarre thing for me is that why would any producer or director or casting director choose this woman? And again, it's not mm-hmm. a shot against her personally, but she's obviously not a trained act or she's not a, a person that's taken a role on like this before in a major hundreds of millions of dollars produced film. To me, that's a stupid decision on their part, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, we'll have to see how it pans oh, well. out. Yeah. Well, the only reason why I said Brie is because every trailer I have seen of Mulan, she never smiles. <gasps> now, now, Tina, that's that's sexist. Asking women care. to smile. How she dare you? She never smiles. I'm like, she's <laughs> flipping around, playing crouching tiger, hidden dragon. And I've never seen her even give like a little corner smile. Like, <laughs> I got you. Nothing. She's just... Well, I, 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 Tina, I think you just have to see the movie to see for yourself if, if that's nah. consistent. Nah. Nah. 
<laughs> well, Tina, thank you very much for, for being here once again as well. And of course, being the Empress of You're the Universe welcome. is always great to have you grace us with your presence. <laughs> And last but certainly not least, we have the modern Major General. We have, as I like to say always, the mother of the channel. She is the amazing Laura. Ryan stole my fan fiction story slash waiting for an erotic slash I don't know anymore. Laura, how's it going? Hello there. I like having many names. It's kind of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see. We have uh, inland hurricanes. We have actual hurricanes. We've got uh, riots and protests. Mm -hmm. And... uh, here I'm, I'm dealing with fire, so oh, it's, that's it's right. gone all the way. <laughs> oh my goodness! How close are uh, you to the the fires that are raging right now? Well, there was one very close to us, but it was it was pretty contained, mm. um, like in a valley. But you know, it's it's the smoke that's the problem, really. Oh yeah, or, yeah. Where I am. Well, I've heard that I've heard reports uh, that the smoke is traveling so far, like the fires are so bad that there's actually you know in certain mornings you'll see haze. All the way even here in Tennessee, and they they're saying, yeah, what? if you if you notice a sunset where there's certain colors, or if you notice any haze, it's actually the it's actually smoke from the fires in California because of the way that the jet stream is pulling it over. And I was like, what? That's insane! Oh, wow. So I know y'all are dealing and with Colorado, a lot. And Montana, and even parts of the Black Hills here, and Wyoming, there's fires all over. Oh, y'all have fires too, because I know obviously you know the big one right now is is California because. California at this point has already had what was it so many thousands of acres burnt in a couple of weeks where normally it would have hit that through an entire fire season. Yeah, it's not even fire season yet. Yeah, is the thing. That's why everybody's kind of concerned. It's like mm-hmm. we're not even in the, and it's more in the fall. But yeah, if you look at a map, they have these fire maps and stuff. It looks like a lot of the West Coast is on on fire both literally and figuratively yeah. it seems sometimes you know that's actually that's actually one of the things is i actually have pictures that i took of my family last week where rocky mountain elk are in the black hills right now because they're fleeing all the fires and smoke oh wow and they've never yes. been re- recorded or reported here before it's a completely different elk species here that's insane that just goes so to show you the, yeah. the the far widespread you know nature of this of the flames and I gotta give a shout out though to to those firefighters I don't even know I guess they're firefighters you know mm-hmm. what's this, what's the special name that's given to people specifically that try to contain uh, these kind of wildfires uh, are they just firefighters yeah, it, I, I'm not sure I mean there is a special uh, fire crew there is a special mm. um, you know wildfire section okay you have the people who do the residential and then. Yeah, people who are trained to do uh, fire breaks and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, at least when I was in job court, it was fire crew and camp crew, depending on which part of it you were doing. If you were actually out there on next to the flames, working on fighting them directly, mm-hmm. it was the fire crew, camp crew were those who fought more indirectly, helped connect all the hoses, helped feed people when they got off shifts, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, Dean Heist says something about smoke eaters. I'm sure there's a lot of different names that have been that have been given to them over time, but I know smoke it, eaters is cool. It, yeah, it yeah. is. It's a badass name. I, I mean, I, I'm just speaking as effective since I was technically registered with Camp Cruise because I actually helped run a lot of their pay systems and stubs and stuff for a while when I was in Job Corps. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, because um, <laughs> there's a there was a movie that came out that covered this, and I think it's one that mm-hmm. I I think 
I want to kind of promote a little bit because it's a, it's a movie called Only the Brave, and it deals specifically yeah. with a certain group of you know historic mm. uh, people that you know put their lives at risk and sacrifice themselves to to stop and to uh, you know to limit the fire in a certain area. I forget exactly where that was, but. I just that that job to me, it just, you know, any any job of public service like that, whether it's firefighters, police, um, obviously military, anything in between as well. Those are people that deserve love and respect and especially the ones that are putting themselves in the, literally in the direction of a fire and are literally trying to save people's and are saving people's lives. I mean, those people need recognition. So if you've never seen the film Only the Brave, I highly recommend it because it talks specifically about these types of firefighters and a specific crew and what they did to, to save a, a town and to save um, the area that they were I, working. I yeah, thought yeah. That, that one was set at Granite Hill fire in 2013. Mm. You were saying Laura? Like I said, I pay oh, attention uh, to this stuff. <laughs> the, uh, this, this, you know, a lot of people live out into the forested areas here. I think that's part of the, problem here is you have so many people living you know in the rural areas because you know it's just beautiful along the coast and everybody yeah. wants to live in the forest but you know it does make the more people you have in the forest the more chances you have you know that a fire is going to get ignited or um and you know they live in the on the hillsides so it's difficult to get up there and uh fight the fire so yeah there's, there's all kinds of unique problems here in california so yeah I mean, it's such a large state. I mean, there's ba- there's just bound to be those those kinds of problems. And I just looked it up, and it was they were known as the Granite Mountain Hotshots. That was the the name that they cool. that they had. Oh. So I yeah, I recommend Only the Brave. It's and- it's a brilliant film. It's a film. There's there's a lot of films that can make me cry uh, just because I'm a, I'm a softy in a lot of ways. And then there's others that make me cry because it's just that well done and that emotional. And just that well performed, right. and that, only the bravest one of those movies. It's just they pay such great respect to the people and just portray what it would have been like for them and also for their families. And it's it's brilliant. I did see a movie recently where um, it was about the firefighting planes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish I could remember ah names. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it when names just escape you? <laughs> Happens to me all the time. The, the the wife from the Incredibles, she was in it. Mm. Um, what? Uh, my brain. Anyway, it's it's early uh, still here. Holly Hunter. <laughs> it's a Holly, Holly Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. Yes, Holly Hunter was the. Uh, she fought a. Uh, she flew a firefighting plane. It was a pretty oh. interesting movie. Yeah, that also. I mean, must be terrifying because then you're dealing with you're in the air. Like you have no other support except the air itself, and if you're flying over flames, I mean, I can only imagine the kind of you know, turbulence you would be dealing with and potentially, you know, possibly getting spun out. Right. I mean, it's just, it's, right. I mean, the people, the, the, the brave people that we have all across this country doing all these things is truly amazing to me. And that's why it's so infuriating to see all the crap we're seeing right now. You know, as, as uh, Laura, as you mentioned earlier, right. With all the riots and everything, it's like, there's so many awesome people out there. And I really hope that once all this stuff settles down, we can go back to, or actually we can start, Focusing on and celebrating those people instead of focusing on all the negativity that we've been seeing recently. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of people in the LGBT community here are involved in the Black Lives Matter community, so mm. you know they kind of keeping tabs on the local. Yeah, um, it's very moderate here. There's not really a lot. Um, 
of extremists as far as yeah. I've noticed. I know, I, I know a lot of people involved in both. So yeah, it's, it's nice to see that they're actually doing some good in the, in the area. Yeah, so absolutely. Nice. I mean, it's, it's always nice to see when people are actually, you know, peacefully protesting because I'm all on board with that. I'm all supportive of that. And I think it's very important, but it's just, that's that interesting. You would think that, you know, a lot of, and I'm sure there's other parts of California. I think it was what San Jose's mayor that his house was attacked by protesters, I think, and was like spray painted or something. So I think it depends on the area, but it's, I'm glad to hear that there are other areas where there still are peaceful protests going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it, you can't judge the entire group. Yeah. It, it's difficult. I mean, that's what I was mm-hmm. telling people. It's like, I've been in a, I'm in a group mm-hmm. where people,